Welcome to the Chasing Thoughts podcast. Chasing Thoughts was founded by strangers, two life coaches who met on TikTok and shared the desire to create a different kind of life coaching podcast. Instead of talking about how to do it right, the Chasing Thoughts podcast explores embracing our true essence to find a deeper sense of purpose and fulfillment. Life coaches Keith and Mindy take a unique approach that transcends popular notions of perpetual happiness and striving relentlessly to become one's ideal self. Listen in as Mindy, Keith, and their guests take a deep dive into their own minds and souls to investigate the beauty of imperfection, challenge their beliefs, and embrace the richness of living a truly authentic life. Hi, my name is Keith, and I'm a strategic interventionist and stoner-spirited life coach. Hi, my name is Mindy, and I am an authenticity empowerment coach. Welcome to Chasing Thoughts. Welcome to the Chasing Thoughts podcast. Uh, I don't know what we're talking about today. What are we talking about today, Keith? Um, okay. So I, I'm not sure what to call it. Like this is <laughs> weird awakenings, like mm. type, type things. Um, okay. and then also the, the effects it has on us. Um, cause it's something that, that came up this morning. Um, it was one of the hardest things for me to do just to get out of bed this morning. Um, mm. and yesterday was a day that was strange where it's almost like you're peeking behind the curtain of reality and seeing what it actually is. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I thought it'd be like really great. Um, we were supposed to have, um, uh, my friend on today, but she had an emergency business meeting she had to go to, um, and it's like an hour away from her office. So, um, I thought like, this could be like a really cool thing to get into and, uh, and kind of explore. Cause it kind of goes hand in hand whenever she's, uh, able to come back on. Um, they yeah. Cause her work. whole thing's about like living from your intuition and from this natural place of, yeah unaccepted reality like being willing to to live by a different reality is her whole thing so yes. I can't wait to talk to her about her so I'm super stoked she's going to come on later but yeah let's let's explore it and see what comes up um okay so this is what's been happening so um over the last I would say month right so or a little bit more than that um, you were actually the first thing that I fit into this thing of weird, like circumstances that are happening to me, um, where we didn't know each other just off the videos that we had seen each other posting on, on different platforms, kind of wanted to start to talk. The mindsets were the same. And then it was just the most natural thing, even though we're still pretty much strangers totally. it, it, it feels like I'm talking to somebody that I've known for for years mm. um and that was the first thing that kind of started things off but during that time I was still having a lot of anxiety in regards to uh the business side of of things where I was losing the the joy and the fun of of doing it and that was the whole purpose of it you know, like just to feel alive and feel like I'm doing something that's meaningful and worth and meaningful to me, you know? Um, and see this, this is what happened to me yesterday too. My mind starts 
going so fast. Like I'm trying to keep up with the thoughts and I'm like, I can't, like, as soon as a thought pops into my head, like I want, Oh, I, I want to say this, you know, like it's gone. Like, and I'm on different thoughts, like very, very weird stuff. But, um, so last, last week I actually had a, a meeting with, with Danielle and she was talking about the two realities that I live in. Mm. Right. So one reality is one where like I'm I'm I love humor. I think humor is is such a powerful tool. Um, and it's also, you know, fun to laugh, you know. Yep. So um, but I also use self-depreciating humor, which I, there's like kind of a balance there with that, you know, like it's it's I think fun and good to laugh at yourself, but then you can also use it as a shield, you know, where I would project my own insecurities into a joke so that I would feel more comfortable like you know saying something you know whatever about how i look my size something you know so that then like i'm like all right well they're judging me for it anyways and now i'm letting them know like it's a funny thing you know we'll just laugh about it. like trying to ease my own awkwardness for my own judgments inside of myself that other people don't have yeah and like danielle gave me this speech it was almost like one of those uh you know sports speeches like with that you know, like just motivates everybody, you know, and, yeah. and she said, you live in this reality because it's safe. Um, and it's something that, you know, the other reality that you have is that you have the knowledge, you have the ability, you have the talent, you have the person to do this business, to, to, um, to put your message out there. You have the worth, you know, all of that stuff. She said, but you don't accept that reality because this one is safer for you. And to get into this one, I, I have to walk through that fear. So that was Friday of last week. Um, so that night, I remember lying in bed and I was like, okay, I'm, I'm just, I'm just doing this, you know, and I'm not big into the fake it till you make it type thing. Cause I think that just teaches you to, to live fake, yep. you know, like one of the things in the military, they always said is you, you train or you fight how you train. So if you train a fake it till you make it then that's going to be become how you how you live, you know, never feeling connected with with what you're actually feeling, but just faking and putting out that front. So I was like, you know, I'm just going to step into this, believe it and and accept this as my reality. And it was weird. So like every two minutes I would have like my anxiety would go way up and then I'm like, all right, get back over here, you know, and then it would go down. And then like a minute later, it was like back up. I'm like, all right, get back over here and go back down, right? So for the weekend, I kind of went on that roller coaster, but it got easier and easier. And as I did that, it was probably like around Monday that I got up and I was just like, you know, I, I felt an energy that I hadn't felt, you know, in, in a little bit. And this push to do as much as I could, you know, because I wanted to. And I started enjoying the, the process again, just because I was accepting this other side of myself that was very empowering instead of very limiting. You know, I wasn't, I was stepping out of the prison of insecurities that I was keeping myself in because that was comfortable and that was known for me. So since then, I've had more movement and I've had, I had somebody on TikTok describe it as, you know, in Finding Nemo, when you go in and they go in the, what was it? The East Atlantic current with the turtles. And they're just like, dude, you know, and they're like, yeah. 
Like that's what it feel. It feels like I'm just flowing through life and things are coming to me. I don't have to create them or anything. They're just coming to me. And it's almost like overwhelming, yes. you know, cause I'm like, I don't know what to do. Like, I didn't feel like I had time to do all the stuff I wanted to do prior to this. And now I'm like, I'm going to have to invent more hours, you know, to get this stuff done. Um, so, all right. So this is, this is what's been going. So I had uh, another friend of mine who, who has like a production business that she does reach out and put me on as in her top tier package because she has different packages she put me on as part of that package nice so anybody that signs up for that package would will, will get time with me for and, it, and it's a six-month commitment yeah then um oh it's so hard to keep my mind like this is the coolest <laughs> thing and I, I like i'm sorry it's so like dissected like this um but I'm still trying to wrap my mind around everything that's happening, you know, cause it's so, it's so new to me. Yeah. I love so many aspects. I like made some notes while you were talking about everything I loved, but I think first and foremost, describing what that process is when you reach for a new reality or you reach for a new story or a thought, how it's not faking it till you're making it. That's something different. It's, practicing it it's stretching into that belief system going oh yes. no we're here I'm over here again and I think with clients and I don't know if you find this when you work with your coaching clients that piece of it is hard to explain to some people like how mm -hmm. to actually do that in real time to red flag a certain pattern of thoughts stop it in the tracks believe something else and do it over and over again until you create that new pathway in your brain and it's super powerful and like you said but then you switch the pathway and some magical reason the universe switches and turns and everything starts to align and you start to get into the flow. And that's just the coolest process. And then when you see your clients do that and they get into their flow, you're like, okay, great. And it's success, success, success. And I always tell people, if, if you feel like you're pushing a rock uphill, like with your personal development, you haven't found like the nut, like the thought, because it should be mm. flowing, like you're, you're describing. So if you're putting effort in and not getting results, that's when it's time to like sink back and do some inner stuff, figure out what is that sort of internal block. At least that's my experience, but I, I freaking love your story. I think that's so awesome. Totally can relate to it. Yeah. I love how you said that too. Like, like if you feel like you're pushing a rock uphill, you have to step back because it should be that. And that's been the like this major thing for me recently too, is the idea of flowing with things, you know, um, like Bruce Lee has an awesome, there's a video um, like on YouTube and all over the place where Bruce Lee talks about being like water, you know, yes. and the nature of water, like whatever you put water in, it takes the shape of that. It doesn't force that thing to, you know, to change its shape, it takes the shape. And, and that's the way life should be. Like it should be like flowing down a river. And sometimes it gets rough and you get smashed around, but water has the ability to be calm, to be, you know, beautiful and also to be destructive, you know, to be, to be very dangerous. Like, so there's all these aspects of, of water that I think is so important for us to take on. Um, yeah. Yeah. And then just the fact that we're made up mostly of water, like, I mean, water goes through everything, you know, so it's yeah. pretty cool. Yeah. 
Yeah, the other part I really liked about what you said is mm, like what it, what it, when you adopt a new belief system or a new reality, at least for me, what I call it is sort of like the fuck it attitude that I have to take, right? Because I'm like, yeah, I am awesome. I can do this. I'm capable. I'm all these things. And then there's my inner critic that goes, no, you're not. You're a joke. You're a fraud. Because everyone's yes. inner critic, right? Yep. And then I have to go, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to show up as that person anyways. Fuck it. That's how, that's how I say it. Just it doesn't matter if these voices or these voices or this person leaves a negative comment. I'm going to show up this way because it feels fucking good to show up this way. And this is my one life. So yes. why not feel that powerful and that good all the time? Why not? Like, who's that hurting? It's only helping. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And this, this was like, like I, so I was, I was doing the dishes last night and, and I, I ended up stopping. And I was like, I have to sit down and try to organize these thoughts. Cause, and that was everything that it was about. Like we, we, we have one life. So fuck it, just do what, what's right. And I think that we've evolved to a place where, so there's two things. I always go back to that book, Buddha's brain, right? So the neuroscientists, they, they talk about um, that we're so instrumental in our evolution. And that was um, cooperation. Um, but more so negativity, yeah. which is reason why we have this negativity bias built into our brain because it kept us alive. It kept, we, I mean, we were a prey species for what, 400,000 years, you know? So we had to be looking for the dangers and then from, from also other, other people, you know, other, other bands and other groups. But we've gotten to this place where, you know, at that point, it was the physically dominant, like the, you know, quote unquote alpha male, which I think has been completely shifted now to basically mean if you're an asshole, you're an alpha male. It's yes. like, no, that means you don't have control, you know? Yes. Um, and then it, it became, and I don't even know if this is the right way to put it, but like sort of the intellectually powerful that were in charge. So, you know, it was the the wealthy that were going to school, you know, and getting the education and then becoming rich. And now we've become the, the biggest threat to our own existence, you know, is us. We, we make foods that are horrific for us that are, that are literally killing us so that we can make money. Um, medicines that can harm, harm us more than they do good to make money. Um, what we're doing to the environment, what we're doing to, you know, um, other people, depending on where they come from, depending on their religion, we, everything was created in us versus them. So we're still living in this sort of mental idea of everything is a threat, but we are our biggest threats. And I think we're evolving into this place where it's more of a conscious evolution that's going on instead of a physical evolution, yes. where now it's going to be the emotionally strong that are going to become the dominant. And when you look at, you know, men, men can't talk about their emotions and stuff. Well, it, it, it takes more strength for a guy to put on a purple dress and walk down the street and be himself than yeah. it does for some dude that is like jacked and you know what I mean? And, and the, the, the guy that is so physically strong or, or however it is, or successful, like, you know, can't, can't, I can't do that. I don't want nothing to do it. Like, well, you're hiding, you know, and, and you're hiding from the acceptance of, of other people for who they are. 
you yes. know, and, and I, I picked the purple. I saw a video once a long time ago. It was this older guy and he was dressed in all purple and he had this purple dress. On, and I, and I never saw somebody be more themselves. And he was talking about an interaction he had in his store where this older lady came up to him and said, you're beautiful. Mm-hmm. And the whole time that happened, somebody was outside smashing his car windows oh. just because of how he dressed, you know, and I see that guy is having more strength than the person that was hiding, smashing their windows when nobody was looking, you, you know what I mean? Oh, so absolutely. I, yeah, I think we've gotten into this place where that's going to be what brings us forward. So we've, I think the scales have shifted where it's not so much as the negativity now that is going to ensure a survival greater than the cooperation, but now it's the acceptance of cooperation. That's what we need in this world. You know, um, that's going to be the thing that pushes us forward just as a human species. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, so that was my thoughts over dishes last night. Yeah, there's this guy I follow on social. I can't think of his name right now, and I'm not sure how to pronounce it, but I'll post a link because he is so himself. And just like you said, he loves to wear purple dresses and he loves to wear makeup. And he's a comedian and he's a public speaker, really trying to break down this us versus them narrative. And his work is so, so beautiful. And, um, I think you're absolutely right. That is how we do it. And one thing I really love about him and you and I've talked about this with TikTok is when negativity, when people attack him, it's like just more love and more acceptance, right? Like, yes. and I think that's a good question because I think a lot of people struggle with that. Like, okay, well, I'm trying to be happy and like a thrive and to help thrive, you know, we're together collaborative mindset, but how do I encounter someone who breaks my windows? How do I treat them? What do I do with the feelings that comes from those experiences? Because negativity is also feels like it's on the rise whether that's true or the way the news is making us feel is up for debate (laughs) but right right (laughs) how do you deal with negativity in the world as this consciousness is shifting yeah and that's that's been a huge part of all of this that's been going on where I mean, there's time, even on your, I've seen some of your videos where people have commented and I wanted to comment back, like, what are you a turd? Like, why are you like this? You know, but then you answer to them like, Hey, thanks for uh, keeping the discussion going. And I'm just like, and I mean, so I've I've been trying like to do that, to answer, you know, we, we have a tendency to answer hatred with hatred and both sides of that hatred. They, they think they're, they're right. Yep. You know, but it's the same side of, of the same coin or it's different sides of the same coin, you know, but it's still, it's still hatred. So I've been trying to answer with love. So, you know, and, and peace and, and, and acceptance of their thoughts. You don't agree with me. Yep. All right, great. You know, so I, I put a video up, it was like seven seconds and it was off of a, a video that I saw. I'm like, Oh, I could do that. You know? So it was a, a girl, she went to the beach and she was like, and it was just all text, you know, on, on the yeah. video. And, and it, and she was saying like how she's so happy, you know, that she doesn't have to work the nine to five anymore and all that. And like, so she can take a day off since she's in charge, go to the beach, take some mushrooms and enjoy the day. And I'm like, all right, perfect. You know, I could do that. Cause I was even looking at the comments and everybody's like, yeah, you're killing it or whatever, you know? So I did that. <laughs> it didn't, it didn't go the same way. There was, 
so there was I don't not even so many there was there was two comments in particular one that said I was a narcissist um and then one that said I was an addict so I I answered them back in, in kindness um the one that said I was a narcissist after after I explained like some stuff because he was like a false self and everything it's like no I was I lived in that false self for 40 years yeah. you know this is me coming out of that um and then he he uh wanted he his comment back was, I need to enslave myself to the righteous, righteous, or get out of the enslavement to sin and enslave myself to God's righteousness. Um, the, the person that called me an addict, I, I explained some things and I think it was like a thing of like, we're like, oh, I'm going to get him, you know? Cause I like where I made the film, like there was a, my, my pipe was like in the corner and the, and they said, you know, you're high on mushrooms and, and, and cannabis. And I'm like, no, just, just mushrooms. I don't, I don't generally mix things like that. Um, and they're like, well, what about the pipe? You know? And I'm like, well, it's empty. Like, you know, just because it's there doesn't mean I'm using it, you know? Um, from those, from my responses, I had a flood of comments come through of people lifting me up thanking me for talking about this stuff other veterans responding and saying you know i need to learn more about this stuff because the stuff i'm getting you know at the v it's like it's not just making me feel more dead inside you know um gained i think like 20 30 followers in in like a couple of days all from these videos and then this amazing um person that that started following me asked me if I ever heard of human design mm. and I do you know about like human design at all I know a couple other coaches who work in that field I don't know a lot about it it's funny that you mentioned it because I was just thinking like I need to put that on my research list to know more about it yeah yes yeah so so she was like all right you got go to this website find your profile and type and you know I fall in this weird like in-between space where I believe in like some weird things, you know, but then I'm also skeptical, you know, um, I even took a, a course in college, like on how to debunk, like all this stuff. It was one of the coolest courses because we talked about the Loch Ness monster, you yeah. know, Bigfoot and all, all this stuff. And it's just about like really looking into it and seeing the reality behind a lot of this stuff. So I became very, very skeptical for a time. And now I'm getting back more into like, wait, is there something actually there? Like, you know, anybody that mentioned like vibrations to me, I'd be like, you're an idiot, you know? But then, that, then I mean, even scientists talk about everything is vibrations. Everything is a wave, you know? Um, and so I'm like, all right, I'm going to go to this website. My, my type was manifesting generator. And I was like, uh, I don't know. I don't know, man. Cause I, I've managed, I've tried to manifest a lot of stuff and like, you know, I'm, I'm not sitting on a, a throne made of cash right now. You know what I mean? And all this stuff. Um, but then I started questioning, I'm like, things are just kind of flowing without effort, you know, like the effort comes in to do the work, to keep up with is which would, which is with what has been brought to me. Then my type was six, two you know, it was like six slash two. And I'm like, what is that? Like, that was giving me like astrology vibes. And, and that was like, one of the things like I have a, I have a hard time with like astrology, you know, like just because there are stars there, you know, that means things are going to happen in my life. You know, I'm going to end up meeting 
you know, the love of my life, whatever, whatever, you know, all, all the stuff that comes with it. So when she told me what that six, two meant, the six was, I, I didn't learn like through school when I was young and I, I like basically failed out of school. I graduated high school because they just didn't want to deal with me. Like I failed all these classes. They were just like, just push them, push them through. Um, and it said, you learn and learn, you learn from your experiences, which now gives you a benefit now, because now with the knowledge that you've gained, you also have the experiences to back it up. And that's kind of what draws people to you. And that's what a lot of these messages have been about, you know, um, sharing my experiences. It also said like, not to like niche down, you know, especially yeah. like even with coaching, they talk about niching down and yep. stuff. And it said, don't, don't, don't do that. It doesn't work for you. And that blew my mind because I want to know everything about everything. Yeah. Um, and I've always brought it back to, to life, your personal life. And I'm like, am I just making this stuff up? My, am, am I forcing connections in places that aren't really there? And then when she was explaining this to me, I'm like, is this the thing? Like, and then it hit me. I find stuff in everything where I can watch documentaries on infinity cosmos, go to it. I went to a Neil deGrasse Tyson talk and I have a stack of notes, probably like that bit, almost like a full room of paper on family guy and how family guy, we can learn from the lessons of Peter Griffin to live a good life. And it hit me like I take from everything and bring it back to this one source that connects it all, which is consciousness. Yes. And yes. so everything that I see, like I can make these, these um, like transitions into consciousness, like, and how it can, it can help us, Yeah. you know? And then the two aspect of it was, I don't believe in myself. Like I'm still, I still believe in all that conditioning that's put on us. So I hold back my message and hold back what I want to talk about because I think it's stupid. Yep. And I'm like, all right, now you're just telling me literally what's inside my head pretty much 24 hours a day. <laughs> so, so over like from yesterday to today, I've been, my mind has been trying to come up with rational explanations to explain all this. Yeah. And I'm still like, am I forcing a connection here? So that's what's been going. So I want to hear your thought, like what you think is going on yeah. too. Like, yeah, I love the way you said you find consciousness everywhere. Cause I would say that's what's actually happening, right? Like consciousness mm. is coming through you with this unique set of wisdom or quirkiness and through this person, right? And we're all sort of showing different faces of consciousness. And I love stand-up comedy. I think I mentioned that. And I find so much, and I know some people have really strong thoughts about certain comedians, especially today, but my husband and I saw uh, Bill Burr when we were in Reno and, mm. and uh, he's like, how did you like it? And I go, I just feel like I was in church. Like this guy said so much wisdom. He was so like self-reflecting, like I need to go back to our hotel and like write some stuff down. Like I would take notes at a sermon. And I also really experienced the world like that is just this constant curiosity and it's just such an interesting place and I think that is part of that um, evolution that you're talking about right it's like kindness and curiosity about others is leading us to this next conscious evolution and uh, 
before I go into your thing, I want to say one thing about the kindness thing. Have you ever heard the story of, I think his name's Daryl Davis. He was a black man that befriended uh, Klan members. And so oh, no. I'll oh. put the link below, but his story is so cool because I mean, the courage and like inner tenacity it would take to befriend somebody who hated you so much based on the color of your skin but he actually ended up changing that clan member because he showed himself, right? And I think he ended up, it was like 20 or 40 clan members in his lifetime that he ended up changing that like stopped doing the clan, you know, stuff. Wow. And it's just such a beautiful story about how if you're yourself and you're kind, you can change the world, right? It's not about yeah. this big shield or this big aggression. It's really about that, that softness. Yeah. yeah. So for you, when you're talking about like this next thought of like, are you just making it up or like forcing the connections? I think that's just like another inner critic thought because yeah. it's just another limiting thought that, so what if you are? And I think like, I think I've talked before about like the neurotypical and neurodiverse brains, neurodiverse mm. brains jump all over the place. So when I'm talking to my friends, we're talking about like the Golden Gate Bridge and then we start talking about mice and then we start talking about, right? Things lead in this haphazard way, but it makes sense. And so I think even if you are like jumping and leaping around, some people might not get it, but some people will. And that's like where you're blazing that path. And I think that was actually something on the back of uh, Danielle's book. I haven't read her book yet. I ordered it, but um, oh, nice. she said something about like, yeah, when you go to a place where no one's gone before, whether it's even just in a thought or a concept, it's there's bushes there, right? It's a path that hasn't been done yet. So I think when you hear those thoughts, it's just kind of the bushes getting in your way and you have to clear them out so that you can actually make these connections and, you know, bring these thoughts and ideas to the world. Yeah. Wow. That's a challenge right there. I, so you, it would almost be easier for me to accept the fact that no, no, I'm making this up, yep. you know, and then I don't have that responsibility now to speak my message. Yes. That I, I, that is huge. Yeah. And I think the other part of that is even if you speak your message and you have the best intentions and you, everything's coming through, some people aren't going to like it. And some people aren't going to even um, like, maybe it won't help some people, right? Mm. That the message isn't for everybody because everybody's at all these different stages of life. Yeah. And that's why it's so important that there's so many of us speaking our truth so that we can sort of congregate with the people who are at the same stage we are and go to the next level. Yeah. Yeah. And that, that's, that, that was a hard thing for me to, to, to sort of understand that, you know, the, the acceptance of it is, is great, but the rejection of it, like is, is fine also, you know, it's not a personal thing, you know, um, it's so easily, again, because we have that negativity bias, it's so easy to take that rejection and, and to personalize it, but it's, it's not about me. It's about, it's about them, you know, mm -hmm. and, and where they are at, you know, okay. and even, even if it's, you know, it might just be like 
that I'm not communicating it in a way that aligns with them. So they're just not, not getting it. You know, they might actually agree with, you know, the idea, but because I'm communicating it in a certain way, it's not connecting with them. So, so they disagree, you know, they'll reject it. So, yeah, but it's all about, yeah, it's all about that. And it's not a personal thing, you know, but it's so easy to make everything personal. Yep. Yeah. Someone said to me once, and I loved it so much. I adopted it. They said, if no one likes me, like if I'm not getting any negativity, that's a sign to me that I'm not living big enough because if Mm. I'm living big, I'm going to encounter negativity. So they're like, I always aim for about 30% negativity. And I know I'm living at my fullest. And I thought, wow, what a way to like turn that around. And so now when I get a negative comment or something, I'm like, oh, honey, I'm like, I'm pushing out. I'm reaching my like negativity quota because that means I'm fully expressing myself. And it's a good metric actually to use to know if you're fully expressing yourself because there's no way to fully express yourself and have 100% of people like you. That's good right there. Wow. Yeah. So, right? so you, That's you turn, yeah. And, and you turn their negativity into, into something that empowers you, you know, because it's showing that you're doing the right thing. Right. Yeah. I, I, I put a video out last night. I was so nervous about it, but I'm like, nope, this is where I'm living now. So I'm just putting out. And it was like, there's, there's a trend like where there um, people like stitch videos with it or something, you yeah. know, who do you talk to when you're hurting? And then, you know, guys will, will stitch it and be like, nobody, I'm a guy, you know? And I'm like, so you're saying there's a stigma that men can't, aren't, aren't supposed to feel emotions. They're not supposed to express it. You know, you got to bottle it all up. But just saying that the stigma is there doesn't do anything to change that. So I made a video like, we need to start changing that stigma, you know? And I was waiting for the comments to come in, you know, like waiting for everybody's like, like, come on, you're just a baby or whatever. Like, you know, men can't feel like we're not supposed to do that. That's not what a man is. And for whatever reason, like the algorithm's like, no, no, this ain't going nowhere. So over like 24 hours, it's gotten like two views. And I'm like, come on, just hit me with all the crap now. You know, I want it now so I can, it can be out of the way. You know, That's so funny. <laughs> yeah. Um, I work with a lot of clients who come to me and they're entrepreneurs. They want to start their own business and they want to do it in an authentic way. And this piece that we're talking about, social media is a part of business today period. Right. And especially if you're a solopreneur and trying to do, you know, like a one man show home business, that kind of thing, you're going to have to do it yourself. And I have not had a client yet that doesn't struggle with the internal growth that has to happen to show up to the world on social media. Yes. And I just want to acknowledge that to anybody who's like listening and going through that every single person who's on social media is also going through that. It is not easy to fully expose yourself to the world and to criticism. It takes some frigging guts and it takes discipline because there's so many days. So I told myself, I'm going to do social media every day for six months and Mm. just see what happens, right? That's my commitment. And there's so many days that I feel totally ugly. I feel stupid. I don't want to make a stupid video. I, whatever the things are. And then I get my phone out and I make a video, right? And getting through that, like we're talking about that inner critic in real time that says, you don't want to do this and actually doing it. That's the other piece of, I think, being successful with social media. 
Yes. Yeah. It's, it's so funny. You said that my, my wife just sent me a video, um, by Mel Robbins. Oh yeah. Um, you know, she was talking about her five, four, three, two, one thing, you know, which, which I love. And then she said, so when you don't want to work, when you're, when you, when you're, you're more active looking for the distractions, you know, yep. she said, I just want you to work for, I think she said 90 seconds or no, five, like five minutes, just work for five minutes. Because I guess the research that she has shows that 80% of the people that do that will continue to work afterwards. So that in that five minutes, that desire for the distraction, the fear that makes us want to go to that dies down and, and the passion for the work like comes up. So she says, do the five, four, three, two, one, and then give me five minutes of work. And 80% of us will just continue going. Yep. Yeah, I think that's true for everything. I tell myself that about the treadmill all the time. Like the hardest <laughs> friggin' part is putting your workout clothes on in your shoes and pushing yep. the start button. After five minutes, you're like, oh, this actually feels good. Oh, I like this song. Like you're moving with it. But getting on the treadmill is the hardest part. That's yes. putting of things. Yes. Yeah, I'll also say, if you have ADD, ADHD, it might be closer to 15 minutes. It's 15 minutes for me. Like I, cause I, it takes me 10 minutes to even narrow down my distractions. Yeah. And then <laughs> I have <my> five minutes. <laughs> yeah. So wanted to say there's this website, um, I think it's called Flown, where they do work hours with other entrepreneurs. So you like log in and there's like 50 people on it and they're like, okay, everybody, this is the power hour. We're all going to get work done together. And they put on some music and it's that sort of body doubling power and accountability power where you're sitting with other humans for an hour. And then at the end, like some people share what they got done, but it's a community. And those always work really well for me. If I have something that really needs to get done and I can't get myself quite to it, I'll log in and do one of their power hours. I think it's super effective. Oh, that's really cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. I've, I've done that like one-on-one -on -one with people before, mm -hmm. you know, um, in fact, Danielle, like we will, we'll, we'll just sit there, we'll put our cameras on mute, but just work, you know, like when I first started. So just, just that accountability of knowing that someone is right there, that that's really cool. That, and that's the thing I love about social media is hard. You know, yes. it's hard to be vulnerable. Um, it's hard to take the criticism that you you need to expect. Um, but it's also such a an amazing tool because if I can't find my community around me, yes, yes, I can. I mean, we're we're in different time zones. Yep. You no, know, but like we're in the same tribe. Yeah, you know, yeah. and it's, the, it's the coolest thing. Like, I mean, there's, I, I don't think there's ever been a time in, in human history where we have that ability to connect with people everywhere. Yeah. Super cool. Yeah. So I have a question for you. So I relate to what you say, getting into the flow and then having things come easy. And then I have something else that happens for me, which is, I feel like I, hit the ceiling of the amount of joy and ease and love I feel comfortable accepting in my life. And that's always weird to talk about because people are like, oh, I want all the love and joy, <laughs> right? And your human mind thinks that you do. And I don't know if this comes because I had like, you know, a difficult childhood or I still have trauma stuff banging around in there. But 
my process, especially this last year, as I've been actively like getting in the flow and growing and flowing and growing, I have to actually do meditations and expand like my capacity for ease and love and joy in my life. Because for some reason there's shame. Like I shouldn't be allowed to be loving my life this much when there's homeless people. I shouldn't be allowed to be you know, this successful or have this much ease when that single mom's working three jobs to feed her kid and reconciling that inside of me is really tough. That's sort of that next stage of the process, you know, and um, it's challenging. And I, I think, I mean, I see it in my clients too, where you know, they're keeping their life the same, even if it's difficult because it's comfortable. Yeah. And getting an easy life is actually uncomfortable because of this piece we're talking about. You have to believe you deserve an easier life to rest in that life. Yeah. Yeah. And that, that goes with one of the, one of the ideas that I think someone asked, um, on your Facebook, someone said, oh, we should talk about this, the, the control of, religion that has over because I I think a lot of that shame comes from that you know a lot of the things that are just normal activities has become sin you know and and so yeah there's always that guilt even when I'm talking about this I'm like am I really a narcissist like I'm saying I a lot like all right I gotta come up with another word but I'm talking about me. And then I'm like, oh, I can't be talking about. And then like you said, then there's, you know, you come and say like, oh, like just like positive, like positivity is another one of those weird things. Like, and and the argument always comes up where like I see if like on, on other people's videos, like the comments will come up and, and I even had a boss once tell me, and this was in a wellness um, uh, like group that I worked at, at this nonprofit. And and I was talking about positivity and she said, go tell that to a mother that just lost a child. And I'm like, well, who would do that? <laughs> Anybody that goes up to somebody that just lost a child and said, look on the bright side is, is an idiot. Right. Like, no, you need to be wrecked. You need to be destroyed, but yeah. you need to, you need to feel it. You need, and so that you can move through it where you don't get stuck, yeah. you know? And so a lot of the stuff, like I talk, like, I don't want to be challenged on this stuff. You know, I don't know how to know what that feels like to go through something that horrific, you know, mm-hmm. but I, I, I mean, keeping our emotions in, in this better place, which does not come naturally, which takes a lot of work and strength to build up, um, helps us get through those times where we need to feel those horrific emotions, but we can move through it. Yeah. You know, one of the guys, in fact, I met at this, at this program, he was, um, he played football for Miami Dolphins for one season. He broke his leg really bad in college and he was friends with the coach of the Dolphins. And he said, well, you know, we'll give you a, a try, but I guess it was an injury that they said, nope, your leg is, it's going to break next time you get hit. And sure enough on his first professional football game broke his leg. Um, so that, that devastated him. Um, and then his mom died and he was very, very close with his mom. So he spiraled and, and, you know, he, when he told, told his story, he said, I got stuck and he ended up becoming a heroin addict for, for like 20 years, all to hide that pain, to mask that pain 
Like, I don't want to feel it. So if you don't feel it, you can't move through it. You know, so it's that, it's that very hard thing. Remember in the Matrix, like, do you remember the Matrix movies? Like yeah. when, when he went behind the doors and the hallways and it was like, like the backstage of reality. Like, I feel like it's that thing. It's the in-between space where the magic starts to happen. Yeah. Yeah, I really like what you said about religion in the beginning, because I think I'm interested in not necessarily Christianity, that's an interesting topic, but also the Christianization of the world, right? I mean, look mm. at what year we're living in, right? Those are two different topics, and they've had different impacts on culture and society. But Christianity, which is most of the world, right, like it's the largest religion, says that all of your goodness is based on what you do, right? Yeah. Like, and so of course, just to relax and enjoy your life, it's shame and guilty because you have to do things, right? So there's a lot of weird stuff about that. And then also the pieces with your feelings, this idea and this training of like, just give it to God, which I know can have a positive experience for some people, but with me, so I was married to my first husband who was super, he was a meth addict and ended up going to prison for meth. And oh. when we were married, he was violent and sporadic and everything else that you would expect from a meth head. Yeah. And my response to that at the time was to wake up an hour earlier and pray for my husband for an hour every morning. And you know what that did? fucking shit it did nothing it did diddly squat because you have to take action and you have to feel your feelings and you have to be in reality and the minute I stopped giving it to God and was like no this is what's fucking happening in my life I need to deal with this I started to feel my feelings I started to make choices that made my life different and I'm always sort of hesitant because I don't want to bust on anybody's religion religion serves a purpose for many people but for me that message was not helpful this giving yeah. it away from myself like no i need to be in it i don't know if you've read any of jeff brown's work but no. he does this whole thing on he doesn't want to be enlightened he wants to be like, it's not enlightenment it's enrealment like everything mm. that makes me human is part of this experience I'm not, I don't rise above it. It's actually being more human that makes me more spiritual. It's feeling all my feelings. It makes me more human. And I just love that concept because I believe it's true. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I had a, a and, and I agree, like, I agree with you completely that religion serves a purpose, you know? Um, but I, I, and I don't know what it is, you know, but it's, it seemed to almost come away where it's more, and see, this is one of the things like where I have a hard time saying what I actually believe, but like you said, fuck it. I'm just going to say it. Um, I, I really believe like, like you said, that Christianization, it, it's become more of worship of the self that we've just named God, you know, but it's your, your thoughts, you know, um, the, the, one of the biggest impacts that, that I had, like, I, cause I remember I was, I, I went to church like 40 years um, like in a four year span, I think I read through my Bible, like 20 times, cover to cover, studied it, 
um, like when I was, I was stationed in Italy taking correspondence courses with like on theology and stuff. And I'm in no way a theologian. Like we didn't believe in the original languages because God, you know, since he's American wrote, um, the King James Bible, you know, in English, you know, for, for us. Um, and one of the things that I've, I, I, in the 40 years I've heard the verses read, but I never heard anything like preached on. I think it's in John where, where they asked Jesus, what, what was the greatest commandment? And he said, to love the Lord, thy God with all thy heart, all thy soul and all thy mind. And he said, the second is like unto the first. So there's no difference to love thy neighbor as thyself. And if you reverse engineer that, if you don't love yourself, you can't love your neighbor. And if you don't love your neighbor, you can't love God. You know, and then I started thinking like in James, I think it said, he talks about, I'm going to show you my faith through my works, right? So what we do, like sowing and reaping, our work should, should there should be a, a, a time of reaping, right? And then in Galatians, they talk about the fruit of the spirit, you know, because I think in like another verse, it says, by their fruits, you shall know them. In Galatians, it says the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, long suffering, gentleness, meekness, kindness, faith, temperance. And I'm like, that's what a Christian should show. Yeah. But that's not what I see. I see mm -hmm. anger. You know, I see a lot of anger. Yeah. Um, so for me, coming out of that has made me feel closer to God because I connect now more with the love and the joy and the peace and, and all that. Yeah. Yeah. And I believe what you said. That's my experience of life. I love myself. And the more that I love myself, I can love other people more. And the more that I accept them and see them for who they truly are, the more it feels like God is present, right? Yes. Yes. And that is whatever God is to you, but that is my visceral experience in my body of living this human life, right? I yeah. absolutely believe that is true. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, and I, I wanted, like, because you had said, like, you reach your capacity for, for love and kindness. And I feel like that's where I'm at this morning. Yeah. Um, like, th this morning, if we didn't have, like, this scheduled, I'd still be asleep right now. I feel physically and emotionally exhausted because I think I have this war going on in my head right now. And it all depends on which one, which side I'm going to choose to be on, but it comes down to my choice. Yeah. 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 That's funny. I would say I'm actually at a similar place because, um, I took most of last week off and I'm taking the next two weeks off. This is kind of like my summer vacation, Nice. which is amazing. And how lucky am I that I can take that much time off work that I can travel that I can do. I mean, so privileged and going into it with gratitude instead of shame. Yes. Is, is really challenging for me. And I mean, I even talked to my husband about it this morning, right? I'm like, I'm starting to feel this. Yeah, I don't know if it's shame or just this limit of accepting like, woohoo, I'm going on vacation, right? That I can't just have the joy there. And so, yeah, it's, it's interesting and a great like podcast topic that we came back around to, which is just this place where we both are, where we're expanding our capacity for accepting goodness. Yes. And that's really what we have to do. We have to accept the goodness. I mean, we're, we're designed to accept the bad, Yes, you know, um, you know, in that, again, in that book, Buddha's brain, they said, 
our, our minds are, are like Velcro for negativity and Teflon for positivity, you know, for the good yeah. it slides right out, you know, um, I want to run something by you and get your, see, see what you think about it. So this was probably about like three months ago. Um, I do these things like I, I start, I call them like super Mario walks or mushroom walks, you know, cause like when, when you do the mushrooms yeah. and just going around makes you stronger. Right. So I was out in the woods and I was just chilling out by myself and um, enjoying some of the plant medicine. And I never get to the point like where like, you know, I'm completely out of my mind hallucinating, you know, like the trees aren't talking to me and stuff, but I saw like a spider web. And then I noticed that they were literally everywhere. Um, and even like between my fingers, you know, anywhere I looked, there was just connections, line connecting. And it was almost like too much. Like my mind couldn't wrap around how, like how many of these lines were there. And I, and I had this thought that what if our emotions aren't in us? but we're just conduits for them. Like joy is not in us. It's just out there. Yeah. And again, that connection with consciousness, it flows through us. Yeah. You know, love is not in us. It's out there. And, and if we, if we connect with it, like it flows through us, you know, because the one weird, I used to work with a guy that every once in a while he would take some days off. Cause he said, he, he had this saying, like, I need to refill my well. You know, he's been giving out so much kindness and love and empathy that he feels drained, kind of like how we're feeling like right now, yeah. you know, and so he needs to go like rejuvenate where well, I still think there's still a part of that, you know, like where our nervous system needs rest. Right. Um, but nobody has ever said like, man, I, I got to take some days off because I just can't get pissed. You know, like we have this never ending supply of anger but we have a limited supply of kindness and of love and of, and of joy. So that was just like this thought I had, like, what if, what if it's just a never ending supply because it's like an ocean out there and we just have to connect with it and let it flow through us. Yeah. I really appreciate that actually. And it's interesting because when my husband and I got married, we had a costume wedding. So all of our guests came in costumes because oh, so cool. really like that. And then we wrote our vows and it said something like, you know, traditionally you break a wine glass to symbolize that love is fragile. We're going to crush a beer can to symbolize that love is ever present, right? Kind of your yeah. same concept. And I get it in my marriage. In my marriage, I get it. Like the love is there. And it, when I remove all my bullshit, it's there, right? Yes. But I have never experimented with that in the way that you're saying it, where like this morning, the joy is there, Mindy. All you have to do is sink into it and let it be there, right? That it's not something I have to cultivate or go find. It's just flowing through me. That's that's beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. Even even with this, this conversation, like I had all plans of as soon as I close my computer. I'm hitting the pillow. Like I'm, you know, I'm out. Like I have my next appointment is like at three o'clock and I'm like, I got time. I can, I can take an awesome nap and I'm very pro nap. Like I, I think naps are one of the greatest gifts like to, to humanity that we have, but I have energy now. Yeah. You know, I, I, and I, and I feel the want to, to get some stuff done, you know, cause it doesn't feel like work. It feels like just this conversation where, 
you know, you're not taking energy from me and hopefully I'm not taking energy from you, but we're feeding each other energy that we both have just talked about. We don't have. Right. So where is it coming from? Right. The space. Yeah. Yeah. That's beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. That's really, really cool. Really cool. Yeah. I love that. I'm going to practice that the next two weeks while I'm on vacation. Every time I start to feel you know, just relaxing into it and letting the joy just be there. This is really cool. Coming back in a couple of weeks, like when we do the next one, like, yeah, yeah. we'll have to give an update on, on how that, how this works. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I love it. That's awesome. All right, cool. Well, I think this was a great, great episode. Is there anything else you want to add before we close? Uh, I, I just, I always want to tell you, I enjoy this so much. Like this is one of the like funnest things that I, that I do. And I yeah. always look forward to this. And especially now, like recognizing the fact that I feel fed, you know, when, yeah. when we're done, um, it's just amazing. Yeah. So Ditto. I, I feel am, the same way, man. Yeah. I am so grateful that you reached out and I, I want to tell you that constantly, you know, so yeah, I feel super grateful too. And yeah, I feel super inspired and energized by these conversations. And I hope other people do too, right? That's the point. And, and I think the more that we get guests on and stuff, the more that we can expand this sort of feeling. Yeah. And I, I think I think when you said that too, like a thought popped in, like I think it's such a great example too of we had a plan. And because of things outside of all of our control, the plan fell apart. But I think this has been an awesome conversation. So it worked out better. I'm almost glad Danielle had her emergency. (laughs) Not for her, but, you know, hopefully it all really works out. Yeah. And I think that's part of living in the flow. Like when you get in the flow, it's, I find that when I'm in the flow, things change more frequently and that's for the good versus when I think I'm in control of everything, nothing changes, but I'm really not getting the highest whatever because I'm not flexible and moving. So yeah, I think it was perfect this morning. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. Okay, well, if anybody has any suggestions for conversations, post them below, message us. Um, You can also, of course, work with Keith or I. Our websites are below. Okay, thanks everyone. Thank you for listening to the Chasing Thoughts podcast. Please support us by liking, subscribing, or leaving a review or comment. We would really appreciate it. If you'd like to be a guest, we would love to explore life and what it means to be human with you. Please email us at chasingthoughtspodcast at gmail.com.